Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Holly. I'm your co-host, Melody. Well, Melody, today we're going to be talking about the struggles that homeschool veterans are facing heading into this new school year. But before we get into that, what have you been up to lately? I've been outside working in the garden and doing some landscaping around the house. Oh, I love landscaping. It's a, you know, this is the time of year we want to get things started in Texas, except that it's just so hot. I'm having to water the the seeds that I planted and the small plants so so much more often. Mm-hmm. But everything is still green and still alive and my loofah sprouted and that was exciting and so a lot of landscaping and We've had some rain lately, too, which has been helpful. I mean, I I don't really like it when all of a sudden 60-mile-an-hour winds and thunder and lightning pop up without warning, but I'll take the rain because it sure beats uh, being in a drought. Absolutely. And it's nice in the morning and in the early evening. Mm -hmm. We were outside a little bit, probably more than usual for August. Oh, yeah. Just because everybody's tired of being in the house. Sure enough. Yeah, we've been going out in the evening to our local park. Um, my son's riding his bike and I'm running and walking uh, behind him because, you know, he's going super fast. And we're out getting exercise and we're starting to see some of the same people or the same little dogs being walked. And it's really um, good for your mental and physical well-being. You know, just Absolutely. get out and enjoy the beautiful, uh, the beautiful weather, the beautiful surroundings. So I think it's that's a good been a mental break. Yeah, it really is. I've been working on my garden as well, and I wasn't going to do a fall garden, but when I was outside recently, I decided, you know what, I really do want to have those fresh fruits and vegetables to bring in and cook up in the evenings. It's something just really satisfying about bringing something in from the garden and then cooking it and eating it, or eating it out of hand. Sometimes tomatoes don't even get in the house. They're not making it into the house. I I went outside yesterday morning, my husband was out there eating them off the vine, and so I was like, it's good. It's a good snack. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to plant more, so we'll have more in the house to eat in our salads. But I'd like to plant a few more things than what I have out there now. I didn't plant very much in the spring. There was too much going on. I didn't want to, a lot to have to water all through the summer. Right, right. So I only have a few things, but it sure has been nice. And they taste so good. They do. We have grapes this year. And oh. we have, um, I don't know what variety they are. But we discovered that we hadn't been leaving them to ripen long enough because uh, of the couple days of rain, I didn't go out to the garden. And then when I did, there were some very deep purple grapes, and they were so good. And so now I just have to keep myself from picking them too early. Yeah, gardening is good for for your brain, good for your body. And those are the kinds of things I I like to focus on. Speaking of focus, um, we're going to be talking about veteran homeschoolers and the struggles they're facing and how they can focus on this new school year. So I think we'll go ahead and get into that Um, as much as we could talk about gardening all day long. um, Let's go ahead and and explore the situation that veteran homeschoolers are under this school year. It's a little different this year than most years. Many people are doing the same things that you plan for the school year over the summer. But there's a new element with the pandemic going on, just a different layer of things to think about. People have some different things to take into account when they're right. making their plans. Yeah, Not circumstances are different. Right. Was before. Yeah, you know, normally at this point of the year, I would be um, putting on my calendar co-op mm-hmm. uh, type things or field trip type things. And I don't have any of those. There, I have seen that some um, homeschoolers uh, on different groups are setting up co-ops. Uh, I'm just not sure how that's going to look. Additionally, I think that 
with the influx of new homeschoolers. We normally we see new homeschoolers every year. We do. But this year with people who've decided to homeschool because they don't feel good about sending their kid to public school, there are just so many more and they need help. And veteran homeschoolers want to help. We That's we true. really want to help. But um, we're also under a lot of stress because we've all been under that same pandemic stress, that worry, how are things going to go, that uncertainty, um, you know, maybe your work situation changed, maybe you are not seeing people you used to see. So we all have that added burden on top of us. And I think what it's done for a lot of veteran homeschoolers is it's given us a kind of fatigue where we just don't feel like we have that wellspring of encouragement that we can offer and you know it's kind of like when you are flying on a plane and they always tell you you know if the oxygen mask comes down you need to put yours on first if you're traveling with someone who might need help right I think that veteran homeschoolers are in that kind of situation where we want to help other people but we are also having some struggles have you been hearing that from any homeschoolers you know? A little bit. A lot of people are finding they're trying to get their own household situated. Right. They don't have any extra to extend to someone else. Or they feel pulled in too many directions. Mm -hmm. So it's not, they're helping one or two people, which is good. Right. Instead of trying to help 10 or 20. Right, right. Yeah, I think that, and, and I know for, for me, having been a homeschooler, since 1993 and really since about 1999 being very involved in mentoring new homeschoolers mm -hmm. this year is the first year where I feel like oh oh it's so much and I'm not normally like that and I started thinking to myself why do I feel this way and I had heard the term compassion fatigue and that really is a term that's um, used more for people who have been helping um people who've experienced trauma or people who've experienced trauma themselves. Okay. But I think that in uh, some ways, that's what we're feeling as veteran homeschoolers, where we are just so overburdened with what we are already having to deal with, that it's some for some of us, it's been hard to draw on those reserves to give out, you know, and, and what do they always say, like, fill up your cup, right, before you mm -hmm. pour it out. So I think um, a lot of us, we just kept trying to keep going, right? We did, and yeah. because we thought it, well, who knew how long this could go on? And still going. Still going, and yeah. so people kept pushing through, and then that might be part of it. Without, We're used to that nurturing aspect of getting together with other people, mm -hmm. and you you know, build one another up, and that little aspect disappeared out of our lives. It we had really to find did. new ways to um, take care of some of those emotional needs, right? or just you know, fellowship with other people. Right. I know for myself, um, and I'm sure it's, it's the same for a bunch of other people, is that they were so focused on making sure their children were were good, right? I didn't want my son to be unnecessarily worried and um, right. over, right. you know, overwrought about the situation. So I worked really hard to spend more time with him, to um, to do more fun things, to keep his world safe and secure and I think in that process which is what all parents want to do um, but in that process I think I neglected to meet some of my own needs right. and then you know I, I work from home so um, I spent a lot more time with him and then that meant I had to take my work 
and put it off till like the wee hours or the late hours. And I think a lot of um, homeschool parents, uh, veteran homeschoolers probably went into that same kind of mode. Um, and a lot of homeschoolers are working as well as mm-hmm. homeschooling. It's it's really changed since you and I got started. Quite a bit. Almost everyone I know has some small or large side gig, something going on right. to bring in some income. They're working from home, working on the side mm-hmm. to supplement their income so that they can do some of these other fun activities. Mm-hmm. And then everyone is busy. So much going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, if you think about it, you know, um, even since the pandemic started you still so if um you're home more so mm-hmm. you're cooking more mm-hmm. um a lot of restaurants were closed i know some people who really love to eat at restaurants but they weren't able to do that for a while so you know the daily life got more complicated at home some of the options that we had available to ease some of the stress oh, were no true. longer available right right now for us i mean i cook a lot but a lot of people don't like to cook and having meals out was a big part of their social life. So, you know, a lot of, we added a lot of things back into our home life that maybe we could have delegated before. So, you know, I think that added into it. That's another aspect. Yeah. So I think um, if you're a veteran homeschooler and you're not sure if you've been having compassion fatigue or just, you know, additional stress, you need to kind of take stock and find out, do you feel more irritated than usual about things? Do you feel more emotional than usual about things? That kind of points to some underlying stress. I know for me, one time I went to the post office. I go to the post office, not frequently, but maybe a couple times a month to um, do mail packages for one of my clients. And the I had gone like two weeks before and then the next time I went they had plastic up everywhere oh. and and it had changed in you know, those different. two weeks mm-hmm. right and I walked in and it was just like a like a really slap in the face because again I work from home and we, we can stay home a lot mm-hmm. and I left there and I had to go over to the library to drop off books and behind the library they have a like a butterfly garden and there was nobody there so I went back there and sat and I just started crying because it was just like so oh. overwhelming and I think you know we we maybe kind of push that aside. We do. As parents, we do that all the time. You know, in Charlotte Mason circles, we often talk about mother culture, which mm-hmm. is the basic idea of taking care of your those needs that you right. have as a parent and make sure that, yes, you're pouring out to your family all the time, but you need to have something that nourishes you and something that right. strengthens you. And for some of us, it might be a prayer life or some spiritual time in the Bible or whatever and other things like gardening we mentioned things that right. you do that fill your cup mm-hmm. so you can pour out to your family yeah and you know there are a lot of um, there are a lot of dads who are homeschooling now right. and you know whoever you are that you're doing the homeschooling you're running the house you really have to be sure that you are doing things to take care of yourself that you have some quiet time where you can just read a book or think your own thoughts. You need to get some exercise on a regular basis mm-hmm. because that really does, my goodness, moving your body is good for your brain. Clear the cobwebs. Mm-hmm. And try to eat well. One of the the worst things we can do for ourselves is to go to those comfort foods. Oh, my goodness. Because they, they only <laughs> provide a little bit of comfort. And then, you know, I've heard people talk about the quarantine 15 
I or the heard that, but I know yeah. some people complaining about being fluffy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, the comfort foods only offer a little bit of comfort, but really, if we eat well, um, you know, it's a it's a like a a chair, a three legged stool, right? We've got mm-hmm. mental, we've got physical, and we've got um, emotional. And if we get those things pretty well under control, we can we'll have the reserves to deal That's with right. things. Yeah. Keep it all in balance so you can keep going. Mm-hmm. I think so. So if you feel like things are too overwhelming um, and you're feeling too emotional, too irritated, way beyond usual, it's really a good idea to acknowledge that and then try to figure out ways you can help yourself so that you can help another homeschooler or two. So that you can get yourself ready for a really great, though very different, school year. We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. When we return, we'll talk more about how veteran homeschoolers can survive and thrive under this current situation. Our podcast today is sponsored by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of your own home. I think it's really one of those ways that we can help ourselves during this time to delegate some a task to some other program like Transcript Maker. Oh yeah, it will definitely help with that feeling of overwhelm when you're looking at credits that your high schooler got and you're trying to think, how do I turn this into a transcript? I'm not a professional educator. No worries. Transcript That's Maker true. has it ready for you. That's true. You don't have to keep up. You don't have to make a spreadsheet. You don't have to mess with Excel and oh my gosh. and all that stuff. That you don't have to calculate the GPA or weighted GPA. The app will do it for you. And I mentioned it to someone the other day who was brand new, trying to figure out how to how to record this coming year mm-hmm. because she expects her child to go back into the public school at some oh, point. Sure. And so, so it was so nice to be able to say, go and check out the free. Uh, trial, yeah, yeah 14, 14 day days. free trial is so generous, and that is available at www.transcriptmaker.com. Transcript Maker, simply better transcripts. All right, well, let's get more into our discussion of how to deal with this upcoming school year for homeschool veterans who are scratching their heads trying to figure out how to do everything they've always done with this different set of circumstances the pandemic has created. Um, right. Did you have some ideas to get us started? Well, you know what? Um, so I'm actually in the middle of planning for our school year. We need to get school started here pretty soon. And normally I'd be signing up for field trips and signing up for park days or something. And I really haven't seen anything so um, one thing I did, um, I'm working on getting started, is I'm starting a Scholastic Book Club for the homeschoolers in our county, in our county Facebook group. Oh, what a good idea. Yeah, you can set up um, a group as a homeschooler. And mm-hmm. um, it's really nice now because you don't have to have any paper flyers. You send all the flyers by email. The people place their orders online. It is all delivered to you, whoever you are as the coordinator. And then um, I'm just going to package up everybody's order and they'll do front porch pickup. So, um, and then you earn books for the person who's the coordinator earns mm-hmm. books. And whatever books that I earn, I'm planning to donate to uh, maybe Children's Hospital or some other worthy uh, charity that could use books for children. That's so, a great idea. Yeah, I think it'll be fun, you know, and I think um, 
it's something that public school does all the time mm-hmm. and it's but it's something that homeschoolers can do so i'm looking for ways that we can have something that we look forward to that's exciting and engaging and also to keep us safe and i really i really want to say at the beginning of this that any ideas that we have you know these are our ideas for based on the circumstances where we live um we're coming to you from Texas. So really follow the CDC guidelines and follow any of your local guidelines for how to get together um, safely. Right, just because it depends on where you live. In my community, uh, 4-H is starting to sign up and some of the soccer team or the soccer leagues are having sign-ups and some things are starting to open back up again. Mm -hmm. But there Mm -hmm. are other places where that's not the case. That's true, yes. And I know for for my family, we feel more comfortable getting together and doing things outside. So we've gone swimming with a couple friends. We've gone to um, some local parks. Mm -hmm. So I think that if if I do any kind of field trip type things, I would be comfortable maybe going to a zoo or going to something open, nature center, something that's open, plenty of air circulation, plenty of opportunity to be together, but a little distant. Um, so though I think that if we keep our focus on what we can do rather than what we can't do, that will certainly help us. Because I know if I focus on what I can't do, I can start to get sad and I start to get, <laughs> you know, do you feel like that? Does that happen to you? Like I your thoughts start to go? I always focus on what I can do. Yeah. We're just really practiced at finding the silver lining. And mm-hmm. so we're always looking for ways what we can do, just like when you... Let's say you start a new way of eating for your health. You're looking at what you can eat. Right, And right. don't worry about the stuff that you can't. So we're always looking for things we can do. Mm-hmm. We have found, you know, like I don't have any littles at home, but even I was watching the bird cam on a nest. Oh, with yeah. With the eaglets. And we were, I was watching it. My husband was watching it. We would check in on that. So, like, there are a lot of virtual things that we can do that kind of take the place. If you can't, if those places aren't open to go right. to the zoo sure. or to the aquarium, you can take a virtual field trip and, and kind of you can incorporate some of those things. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're just finding ways to do some, try some new things since some of the, which is not a bad thing. Right. I think that. It makes you feel more excited when you do something new anyway. It kind of wears a new groove in your brain that gives you those happy endorphins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things, um, so my son belongs to a virtual group called the Wild Explorers Club. And he can earn badges. He does certain activities and he earns a badge. It comes to him in the mail. One of the suggestions um, for one of his badges, and I don't remember which one it was, was to have a book club, set up your own book club. Well, I did a little bit of digging around and I'm going to see if he wants to do that this fall because we can set up a book club and use a Zoom link to talk about the book. And I also found that Scholastic Book Club has some recommendations for children's book clubs and so do some other, oh, like bookstores, like I think Half Price Books or Barnes & Noble. I think if you go to their websites, they have some book club suggestions like books oh, you can read fun. so do you you read the book and get together on zoom or right yeah so platform. you would you would set up the club then the members would come up with some books they're going to read and then like maybe you read one book a month and then you discuss that book and then you can i don't know that it just looks like a really fun idea well that'd be yeah that'd yeah be fun. and then you could so again you can do something that's really fun get your kids reading which is homeschoolers oh, we're always about books, getting the kids right. reading and then 
let them discuss the book. I think that would be really fun. Um, and then, and again, it'll be a way for kids to be connected and yet we can keep our distance while we're trying to figure out this pandemic thing. Well, that's true. And then that's also, you know, when I was a kid, we had to write book reports. Oh yes, but it's it'd be a lot more fun. Basically, you're just having a book report by telling somebody about it. Exactly. Instead. So a, yeah. a real life person that you're talking about the book with would be a whole lot more fun. Right, right. Another thing that I've done for my son, and he's really enjoyed it. Now he's younger, so of course, um, teenagers they already know how to talk to each other um, by using all kinds of apps yeah. and things. But there's a um, messenger kids. Right. And um, so I put messenger kids on my phone and on my tablet for him. And a couple of days ago, his friend called him and he was so excited and they chatted for about half an hour and they showed each other their Lego creations. And that really did help to fill that need that he has, because I don't know if I if I shared this before, but last month we went to uh, one of his friends had a, a drive by birthday party. And we had arranged to come a little bit later so we could stop and chat for a little while. Mm -hmm. And it just broke my heart when he said out the window to his little friend, you know what? I'm really lonely. I mean, I just about cried. I just about cried. And I thought to myself, you know, I've got to do a better job of providing him with social opportunities during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that and, you know, in March, when everything started closing, all of us were on the same page, right? Everything we we all had the rugs pulled out from under us. We did. Whether you were in public school, private school, homeschool, you didn't, nobody was in your house was going to school. All of that just, it was a door slamming in your face. Oh, right. All the events, weddings, everything just mm-hmm. shut right down. And, right. Um, so then all of a sudden the things on your calendar. They just vanished. It's vanished. And, and I think in that, and you know, this leads back to the beginning of, of our podcast where we talked about the stress that people felt. So we were all just like, oh my goodness, let's try to survive. And we, we, you know, circled the wagons or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And so now that this is going on, as long as it has been, we've got to find ways to thrive and meet the social needs that our kids have and the social needs that we have. And, you know, that's a big part of homeschooling. I mean, I know that everybody, when you tell them you're homeschooling, they say, what about socialization? And that's a big part of homeschooling is getting out and being with other people, um, kids playing with kids at the park and kids doing lessons together under um, parents' instruction in co-ops and field right. trips, things and like that. A lot that. of people are finding ways or they have a group of people that they were close to before that they can continue to get together with. So maybe your social circle is not currently as large, right? but you still have someone that you are visiting with or in person, not right. only. What do they call it? Setting up a bubble. I think I read about where you, well, um, that could work. Yeah. you decide, uh, a couple of families will decide, okay, we're all of a like mindset about mm-hmm. what kind of things we want to do, how we're going to interact with the world during this pandemic. And we're all going to just stick together. And this is the group. Right. So I've seen like where some neighborhoods, there'll be like three families whose kids play together and they all agree, you know, like say if somebody goes out of town, then for two weeks, they wouldn't see anybody when they came back, you know, those kind of parameters. But yeah, I mean, we, we've got to have that. We're social we're creatures. Social people. And so people are figuring out ways to safely reconnect and um, 
make sure that they have some somebody to mm-hmm. to talk to and visit with not only online you want some in person yeah it I know that um, at the beginning I was really excited to be able to do some things online um, that and it allowed me to participate in things I hadn't been able to like um, some things you know I, I belong to a church so some church classes that I wouldn't have gone to if I'd had to go to church to do it. But then after a while, I started being like, I can't do another Zoom meeting. It's just too much. Because it it doesn't allow us to interact the same way that in-person interaction does. Mm -hmm. So then I got kind of burned out on it. And so now I'm like, I don't want to do a bunch of Zoom meetings. So I think you're right. It is really important to figure out how to do these things, how to participate in clubs. Didn't you tell me um, somebody you knew was doing Girl Scouts online? No. Or they were having a virtual Girl Scout meeting. Oh, but that could be a good idea. It was yeah. not me. It was somebody not you. else. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember who I was talking to. But yeah, their daughter is in, I guess their daughter's in Scouts. And they're trying to figure out how to. Oh, I did see some. It might have been me. She's working on her badges. And they did a, they did some things online virtually. But then they did have to have some kind of a big meeting at the end. Right, right. Staying distant from each other. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Right. Ways for people to turn in their work. Right. So, yeah, if you were going to join those groups, maybe they're still meeting in some form or fashion. Um, also, I know that a lot of homeschoolers would do things like um, the kids were taking um, dual enrollment classes at college. My youngest daughter did a lot of that. And so hopefully that's still continuing. Maybe it's all online. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. With a seven-year-old, I don't know. But (laughs) when the time comes, you'll find out. Right. But there are a lot of ways that people are finding to keep moving forward, moving the education forward. I think people are looking for other ways to hit all the checkpoints. Right. Um, It's just looking a little bit different. It is looking a little bit different. um, You know, it's not... having to rethink all that we are having some more time at home and so families are starting to do some things that they didn't have time to do before playing games and incorporating some of those kind of things so people would tell me i don't have time to play those games Mm -hmm. we're just going to read a book but now there's more time and so they're kind of expanding those activities at home yeah that's another good point is that if you do have to stay home more if if some of these options aren't open to you then maybe Pick a night that's stargazing night. You know, make it an event for your family. Mm-hmm. Get the blankets and lay out under the stars. Get an app and um, see what's in the sky. We did that recently. We were so excited because Jupiter and Saturn are showing up at night. And we were still trying to find the comet that we never got we to never see. We never got to see it. Um, but yeah, you know, make something into an event for your family. If you can't go and do things or if you don't feel comfortable going and doing things so that when you look back maybe what you think about is man that was hard but we made it so much fun when we did this thing and that thing you know just swap out the attitude over it Mm -hmm. and it'll it'll give you fresh energy and that's the thing is um we want to have energy and excitement about our homeschooling and we want we want to be able to help other people we've just got to put on our oxygen mask first Fill our cup first, right. and then we're we're ready to move forward with new energy. Good ideas. At this time in our podcast, we normally answer some questions. Melody, do we have any questions today? Not today. So if you have homeschooling questions, please send them to us on Twitter at underscore homeschoolpod or email us at happyhomeschoolpod 
at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us today. Please let us know if these tips helped you or how your homeschool journey is looking this school year. I'm Holly. I'm Melody. Happy homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Holly Williams-Zerbaum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-host is Melody Gillum. This episode was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by the great Pangolin. You can find her music on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or as always, tell people about us. We're going to take a short break to hear a word. <clears throat> Maybe not. <laughs> <coughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah.